Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. In our last Mojo Minute, we chatted about bringing passion to your work and how that was a sense of perception. And that deeper down, any work, no matter if you liked it or not, if you felt passion towards it or not, any human, any good human endeavor could be sanctified. Human work can be sanctified. And if you haven't listened to that Mojo Minute, be sure to do so. But in today's Mojo Minute, let us expand on that notion. Let us expand on the sanctification of human work for two reasons. Number one, we have been in our postmodern world and culture for the last, you know, 50 to 100 years that most people have never heard this perspective before the sanctification of work. What is this all about? The Christian and Catholic churches have abandoned talking about it from their pulpits. It's not come up in common conversation. Nobody's ever pointed it out to too many folks. And number two, the second reason is the modern notion of government in the last 50 to hundred years is that government does everything. So modern man believes in government to solve everything, even to give him dignity in his work. Started with the whole union movement, which is, you know, for the government to give dignity to anybody is false. Governments just can't do that. That's not what they're, it's not what they're created to do. Well, let me amend that government, free countries, governments, those that respect their written constitutions, those governments can't do that. Totalitarian governments can certainly tell you they're giving you dignity and work, but many people would object to that. But regardless, that is where we find ourselves today. So let us look at reality. And to do so, we turn to Timothy Keller. He's an American pastor and theologian. He is the founding pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. And he wrote a book called The Counterfeit of God, which looks very appealing, but I have not read it yet, which posits the theory that we have tons of addictions going on in our world from money to sex to other forms of idol worship, and and we humans were very, very prone to create these addictions into gods themselves. In fact, I came across this book, The Counterfeit of God, when researching human power and how that power becomes a god in and of itself. Fascinating stuff, but that's not today's focus. Today's focus book is... Timothy Keller's Every Good Endeavor. 
Every Good in Denver, Connecting Your Work to God's Work. It was written in 2012, and I found it fascinating. So let's go to the book for our first pull quote. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the air, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Genesis one twenty six to one twenty seven. Timothy goes on. The biblical view of these matters is utterly different. Work of all kinds, whether with the hands or with the mind, evidences our dignity as human beings because it reflects the image of God, the creator in us. Biblical scholar Derek Kidner notices something profound in the creation of animals and human beings in Genesis chapter one. Only man is set apart and given a job jobs description. He's given an office. In other words, while the plants and animals are called to simply team and reproduce, only humans are explicitly given a job. They are called to subdue and have dominion or rule the earth. We are given specific work to do because we are made in God's image. What does this mean? The rulers of ancient, the rulers of the ancient Near East set up images and statues of themselves in places where they exercised or claimed to exercise authority. The images represented the ruler himself as, as symbols of his presence and authority. The close connection of Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 with the mandate to rule shows that this act of ruling is a defining aspect of what it means to be made in God's image. We are called to stand in for God here in the world, exercising stewardship over the rest of creation and his place as vice regents. We share in doing the things that God has done in creation, bringing order out of chaos, creatively building a civilization out of the material of physical and human nature, caring for all that God has made. This is a major part of what we were created to be. End of quote. Now, is that not fascinating? That work could have inherent dignity, bringing order out of chaos. But is this all types of work? Let us go back to the, let us go back to the book. Quote, work has dignity because it is something that God does and because we do it in God's place as his representatives. We learn not only that work has dignity in and of itself, but also that all kinds of work have, has, have dignity. God's own work in Genesis 1 and 2 is manual in labor as he shapes us out of the dust of the earth deliberately putting a spirit in a physical body and as he plants a garden genesis 2 8 it is hard for us today 
to see how revolutionary this idea has been in the history of human thinking. Minister and author Philip Jensen put it this way, if God came into the world, what would he be like? For the ancients, he might have been a philosopher king. The ancient Romans might have looked for a just and noble statesman. But how does the God of the Hebrews come into the world? As a carpenter. End of quote. Is that not remarkable? To me, to cooperate with God in his creation, to cooperate with God in his creation is truly, truly remarkable. And here I thought Keller nailed the end of this chapter. Quote, as we have seen, this means that Christians cannot look down on labor involving more intimate contact with the material world. Caring and cultivating this material world has worth, even if it means cutting the grass. This also means that secular work has no less dignity and nobility than sacred work or a sacred work of ministry. We are both body and soul, and the biblical idea of shalom includes both physical thriving as well as spiritual. Food that nourishes, roofs that hold out the rain, shade that protects from the heat, the satisfaction of the material needs and desires of men and women. When businesses produce material things that enhance the welfare of the community, they are engaged in work matters to God. End of quote. Work that matters to God. How? Again, how incredible. It's something to really ponder this nugget of wisdom. And yes, we have to acknowledge that I think most people do nowadays that almost all work, if it is good and it's beneficial to society, then it is all work has an inherited dignity that comes along with it. Whether you're the CEO or the street sweeper, as we learned on our last Mojo Minute. And we have to say, especially after the COVID lockdowns, where we understand even more vitally the manual work, the manual labor, and the work of those truck drivers and, and the folks in the supermarkets and doctors and nurses and those men and women who keep the supply chains going. Often they are looked, down, looked down upon in our society, but they are the ones that keep things on the shelves. They're the ones that keep healing us. Those are the ones who are on the front lines. So we should and ought to appreciate what they do more than the knowledge or information work that is being done. While both are equally good, in God's eyes, we can certainly show appreciation. And we have to mention, cannot forget our law enforcement and, and first responders. You know, all those all those things that, that bring about a modern civilization. All these things shouldn't and cannot be forgotten. Because it's easy for me to read a book and give nuggets of wisdom when I have food in the house and safety in the streets. So we should all not take those things for granted. Now, speaking of books, this is probably the best time to talk about how we can help you 
to devour books, the best books that are coming out, that have already come out, that have already been written. And that is to download our free PDF, The Foundations of Flourishing. This is where we highlight the top 12 books to get you started on your flourishing journey. You can find that download link in the show notes below. Again, it's free. It's the perfect checklist for you to start your reading journey and put theory into action. So go and download that PDF today. Again, the link is in the show notes. So in today's Mojo Minute, let us acknowledge that we humans, we human beings were built for work. There's a dignity that comes with work that is well done. So discard, shun this modern notion to avoid your work, any work. Pursue it with dedication, with industrious with creativity and let's also throw in excellence do your work with excellence those are the hallmarks of a meritocracy of hard work and in doing so you'll find a deeper much much more appreciated and a much more um, satisfying notion of your work And then you'll also be truly doing God's work. And that's also extremely satisfying. In fact, that is the pinnacle of leading a flourishing life, doing your work very, very well. And let us close with this quote. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually six to nine pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes, and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.